This is a 980 CKNW podcast. All right, lots to talk about this morning, and I'm not going to put it down to one issue today because a lot of people have been calling the buzz line and e-ling, e-ling, emailing about various issues. So here we go. BC Liberal leadership, Andrew Wilkinson, a big surprise to many people, and we are going to talk about this a bit later on in the program in the final hour of the show. We are going to check in with Keith Baldry, who my guess is had a late night last night. He's going to join us to break down exactly what happened yesterday, but would love to get your thoughts. So what do you think about Andrew Wilkinson being the new leader of the BC Liberal Party? Is going with the tried and true, do you think, uh, going to help the party uh, come back from the loss, well, the loss when the Greens and the NDP teamed up. But what do you think it's going to be like when the legislature resumes February 13th? Do you think it was the right choice? So we'll take your calls on that. And I'm also going to play a bit of an interview from the Linda Steele show a bit later on in the second part of this half hour uh, with regard to the empty homes tax in Vancouver, because more and more people are coming forward, thankfully, and saying, wait a minute, There is a huge, huge area, a number of people who are being caught up in this empty homes tax who perhaps don't have their principal residence in Vancouver, but their condos, apartments, homes, what have you, are not empty homes and saying, wait a minute, you need to amend the bylaw. Well, as you can imagine, that's falling on deaf ears. Nothing has been done to amend the bylaw. But my thinking is we need to keep the pressure up because And again, I realize there's not a ton of sympathy out there for people who own two homes. But we're talking about hardworking people, people who, for whatever reason, maybe they're semi-retired, maybe they work somewhere else, spend time in Vancouver, aren't the principal residents, but still use their home. They pay taxes. They keep their homes up. They are contributing members of society. And they're being dinged by this tax, which isn't a tax at all when you look at it that way. It's a penalty. It's a fine. And I think that's wrong. And we're going to hear from somebody who's been caught up in this. Uh, star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898. And one 399 is a free call for you. We're talking BC politics. We're talking empty homes tax. If you are also one of the ones that you think is unfairly caught up in the tax, would love to hear from you. Uh, anything on your mind this morning? Let's check in with Dave. Good morning. Jill. Hello. Oh, it was a pleasure to have the program. Great coverage by your station. I was down there at the Liberal Convention. And, uh, you know, first of all, I just want to pass my condolences on to uh, late great uh, Dave Barrett. Now, I never voted for Dave, but he was a great humanitarian, cared about this problems. Very, very disappointed his name was not brought up there at that convention. Uh, and I felt that Andrew didn't give a very good um, you know, acceptance speech. Uh, and, you know, you look at the man, he's, he's pretty there's no doubt about it. He's a rose scholar, a medical doctor, you know, he's a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. But he does, and he kind of showed it when he was talking to you, and he, I don't think he realized it. But he says, well, my writing, we don't have these other problems. Yeah, you're in Shaughnessy. So that's where he's going to have to succeed in winning in those dependent voters that are depending on the governments now. The 11 or 12 writings that they lost, you know, basically Surrey, Tri-Cities, Maple Ridge, uh, east, east of Main Street, etc. And 
I don't know if he can pull it off. Uh, you know, I, I uh, actually voted for Diane Watts. I felt she was a populist. I thought she could get those seats back. I wish Andrew luck. He's absolutely right uh, regarding on the uh, referendum on the 50-50. That is going to be a farce, and that will create a hodgepodge, uh, you know, dog's breakfast of a, of a council. But I can see why the NP would do it. They've only been in power 14 years since the formation of CC of 1933. Joe, I know you're busy. you got more calls. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, politics always fun. Half an hour I put on my Raptors, I got the Super Bowl, it's nothing but sports all weekend. All right, Dave, thanks for the phone call. Always good to chat with Dave about this, although uh, I would cut Andrew Wilkinson a little bit of slack. Uh, Dave used a bit of a Thurston Howell the Third voice there. I think uh, he was just trying to point out the differences between uh, uh, riding, as uh, Dave mentioned, in Shaughnessy, and a more rural riding in BC. There are differences, there certainly are different reasons why people would vote for their leader or vote provincially. All right, phone lines are open. Star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898. And 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Let's check in with Rob. Rob, good morning. Good morning, Joe. I, I called in about the uh, empty home tax, uh, but just a little side note, how much more is Diane Watts going to cause uh, costly taxpayers that are self-serving interest uh, if they have to do another by-election to try and get her in? I hope she just quietly fades into the sunset. Well, I'm sure she has a plan. I'm sure she wasn't, well, putting all of her eggs in the leadership basket. My guess is she does have a backup plan. Well, she may. And the other thing, too, is the Conservative Party has not put their uh, leader position uh, uh, up on the block yet. So perhaps she may slide over to the other party. Who knows? All right. You said you had something about empty homes tax as well? Yeah, I totally disagree. This is a very poorly written bylaw. It It was hastily done. And it was done in the sense of because the province wasn't doing anything about it at the time, and that's when they proposed it. Um, I think you've had, not yourself, but maybe another um, talk show host has had a guest on uh, from UBC that talked about the best methods to try and eliminate some of these empty homes from sitting there from foreign buyers as opposed to domestic buyers. And that would be to raise the taxes to the point where they were so high it would put that money back into the coffers, and you only allow the tax uh, credit for those that actually live and pay taxes in the province. That would be an easy way to to, uh, to change that. You'd still get the, you'd get the income. It might force some of the people to rent their place, but you put it correctly. There are some people who buy this property. Perhaps they're selling their house in another area, and they're going to move to Vancouver. Why would you punish them and make them pay this tax? when they're already paying and contributing to our, our society. Yeah, no, Rob, I completely agree with you on that uh, that point. Thanks so much for calling in. And that's uh, we'll hear from a woman in just a few moments who's in that boat completely. There are people who own properties in Vancouver. They might not live there 365 days of the year. Maybe their kids come home from school and live there. Maybe they work in other jurisdictions in the province. Maybe they have a retirement home where they live on the Sunshine Coast and they still keep the property. Should they be penalized? They've worked very hard. They've worked hard. They've purchased these properties. They are taxpayers. They are contributing members to society. They bring this up with the city thinking, well, they must have made a mistake because there was no box to check on the empty house tax declaration. No, no, it was no mistake on the part of the city, even though the city admitted that was the number one concern 
brought up during consultations. It makes absolutely no sense. And the fact that the city will not amend the bylaw is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, We'll take a few more calls before we uh, head to a break. Let's check in with uh, Diane. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Jill. I I don't know why homeowners aren't so outraged that somebody can tell us what to do with our private property. Like, I I bought our house. First we bought a townhouse, then we bought a a house, then we bought another house. We saved up, we invested, we took the hits when the property property values went down. We're enjoying the properties as they go up in value. We are paying for our right to own a home, and the city can tell us what we can do with it. Yeah, I completely completely agree with you. And, and also, if you rent out your your house, you ha- you're then subject to capital gains tax. You know, it, 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 have they thought about the, the impact? Why are we putting up with this? That's what I want to know. I mean, I'm a private property rights person, and I believe that people have a right to do whatever they want with their property. They'll leave it empty as long as it's maintained, it's not dilapidated and being taken over by, you know, people who are homeless or become a drug house. Why do you get to tell me what I can do with my private property? <laughs> and I agree with you. And then there's always people that will make the argument saying, well, well, people, governments always tell you. And, and yes, to a certain extent, you can't set up a casino in your house. You, you shouldn't have it as a drug house, as you mentioned. You can't do numerous things. However, I totally agree with you. The fact that the city thinks it can force people to be landlords or tell people what to do, how many nights they're allowed to rent their house out, to how many nights they aren't allowed to rent it out, is completely heavy-handed and ridiculous. Yeah, I, 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 I can't believe it. It's just so outrageous to me. And, and everybody just seems to be going along with it. When the, the problem is that provincial and municipal and federal governments are responsible for the lack of housing in these cities. They sat back, they didn't do anything, and all of a sudden me as a homeowner have to fix it. Well, guess what? If I have to make, leave my house sitting vacant or, or pay the tax, then I'm going to jack the rents up so high it won't be rentable anyway. Right? Are they, are they saying that I can't rent it for a reasonable market rent? Well, a house can go for four or $5,000 in Vancouver. That's not affordable. No, exactly. Diane, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate you. Uh, you joining the conversation. We'll take one more call before we take a break. Uh, Herman on the line. Good morning. Yeah, I want to follow on from what Diane and the previous caller said, but the truth of the matter is, is it's very, very similar to the pipeline issue in that the city council and the province and like they're only not looking at the bigger picture they're not looking at british columbia's part of this thing called canada they just take a look at their problems and woe is me i'm going to solve my problems the truth of the matter is if we are a part of a country and we are as far as i can tell then there is this thing called the national interest and that national interest not only extends the pipeline but extends, for example, the federal government's participation in public transit, the federal government's participation in housing, the federal government's position in health care, the federal government's position in absolutely every single other thing that British Columbians take for granted. If British Columbia feels that it's okay to turn their back on one piece of the national interest, the national interest ought to be indivisible, and like they should not benefit from money for transit, for money for social housing, for money for health care, for money for absolutely everything and like. And we'll see how long this whole mess continues as far as pipelines is concerned. And this is happening in Vancouver, and we're hearing more and more from people who say they are being unfairly targeted by this tax. And I agree. 
Even if it isn't your principal residence, there are many, many people who have worked hard. Perhaps they live on the Sunshine Coast. Maybe they live on the Gulf Islands. They have a condo. They have an apartment in Vancouver that they use. It is certainly not an empty home. Their kids use it. They use it. They pay taxes. They contribute to the economy. Yet they are being dinged on the empty house tax. It is absolutely ridiculous. They're calling on the city to amend the bylaw. We can only hope that they will. Let's take your calls uh, more on this. And uh, I think it's Nancy or what are your thoughts on the empty homes tax? Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, Lance. 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 Sorry. There was a one letter off. It made your name look like Lancey. Right. I'm, yeah, <laughs> this is about the empty homes tax. All right. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I want to say it doesn't apply to me, but uh, I was just wondering why should private citizens be obligated to provide public housing? You know, some people may own a second home or whatever, but they don't want the hassle of being a landlord. They use it when they want to, and uh, they just don't want to, They just don't want tenants. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was my point as well to one of our earlier callers. So why are you forcing people to be landlords? People have worked hard. They've purchased their homes. As long as they're not leaving it derelict or turning it into a drug house or whatnot, this is private property. Why are you telling people what to do with it? Mm-hmm. All right, Lance, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's check in with Colleen. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Jill. I find this fascinating, but I got a couple of points. Um, I would, the United States, I don't know how much, if you've noticed how they mirror or we mirror what they do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're going through the same issues down there with a lack of housing. Well, in the show I was listening to, the gentleman said that Google owned Airbnb. And the purpose of that was to create the, um, the bubble, the housing bubble, to create the illusion of a shortage by what is going on now by penalizing people for having the right to have their own property and keep it empty if they darn well want to. Number two, the people that are investing in B.C., these rich people from abroad, how do we know that the money that they're investing here is not from criminal activity? Just like what's going on in the, um, um, the gambling, the casinos. And then my next point would be, is the government now profiting from criminal activity in British Columbia. And the idea that we own our homes is an illusion, because if we don't pay our property taxes, how long does it take the government to come in and threaten to sell your home, to seize your home for taxes? We should own our homes, period. Once they're paid for, it's our home, and I don't believe the government has any right to taxes on that property, period. And they should be taxing the people who let their houses run down. People that maintain their properties should get low property taxes. People that don't care about their properties should pay skyrocketing taxes because those are the places that house the criminal activity, the drugs, and so on. All right. Thank you very much. Colleen, a few points uh, there, definitely. Uh, let's continue going on down uh, the phone lines. And Ken is on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? on a beautiful Sunday. <laughs> um, I'd like to say... Um, I shouldn't have even come online because the lady just before me, she said it all. I mean, I agree 100%. I agree with you about uh, people getting screwed that shouldn't be getting screwed on this empty homes tax. Um, uh, This is just a blanket cash grab, too, I think. They just blindly threw it right, the blanket right across, threw in the the bad, or threw in the good uh, to the curb with the bad. 
And that's basically all I say. And about the leadership race, if I may, just for a second, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good Andrew Wilkinson came in. Um, I, I think he's the best choice. He's that balance. He's uh, educated, smart, and, you know, fairly honest and uh, puts out the hard truth about things in politics, what has to be done. And I'm glad that Mike Young didn't get in uh, because there's a contrasting difference between the two. One, Andrew Wilkinson, has experience in honesty, Mike Dion, experience in dishonesty. Thanks. Have a nice day. All right. Thanks uh, for that uh, phone call, a fan of Andrew uh, Wilkinson. If you want to still give uh, us a call, we have a couple of minutes left uh, with the open line, star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898 and one 399-9898. A lot of calls on the empty homes tax in Vancouver. And uh, I think most people, at least people who have called in this morning, are in agreement. Uh, it is not okay for a civic government to suddenly tell people, this is what you have to do with your house. And if you don't, we're going to come after you. And not just a little bit. We're going to fine you $10,000 a day. This is if you don't pay thousands of dollars a year on this tax because it isn't your principal residence. There are a lot of people who perhaps live elsewhere, Sunshine Coast, Gulf Islands, who maintain a home in Vancouver. They use it. Their kids use it. These are not empty, derelict buildings. These are homes. And by not having a separate category for this group, is ridiculous. It is nothing more than a cash grab by this civic government. Look at the case of Jane McDougall. She has a house and she has an empty lot. She's being charged the tax thousands of dollars for a property that's never had a house. Are you suggesting that every single person, if you can build a laneway house, you better come up with the money to build one? Because if not, if not, if you're just leaving your laneway a laneway, well, you could be providing housing. You should have that 200 grand and you should build that house and you should rent it out below market rates so people can live there. Absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that the city is not even addressing this, is not even looking at amending the bylaw is, uh, well, the civic elections can't come soon enough. That's for sure. Uh, let's uh, take one more phone call before we take a break. And Veronica is on the line. Hello, Joe. Good morning. Great show. Good morning. I absolutely agree with you and your callers. It's just so unbelievable that we can be told what to do. I mean, we're paying our taxes. We buy our properties. They belong to us. We take care of them. And then to have the arrogant government tell us that now we're going to penalize you on what you own. Just is it really democracy, or, or what is it? What, what type of society are we living in? The other thing I wanted to mention, why isn't there someone on the legal side of this that's taking this up? And maybe there should be a class action lawsuit against the government for trying to do something like this to us. Well, I know a lot of homeowners are talking with lawyers and are looking at litigation. Uh, Veronica, thanks for the call. We're almost uh, out of time to take a break for the uh, news to nine o'clock. Another issue, too, is this uh, classic example, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Keep in mind, the city of Vancouver owns homes that have been empty. We've done stories on it. They purchased a house on South Memorial Park. What are they going to do with it? Tear it down. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.